Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. One of the things Danelle told me in 2018 that I needed to update my musical preferences. <laughs> so so th- this was a band called Great Big World, and their song is This Is The New Year. It's off of their album. There, is there anybody out there? It's from 2014. Now, it's not really recent, but more recent than, than 1985. So, so anyway, um, how many of you are familiar with the band or with the song? It, it, okay, there's a few of you. Okay, that's good. Um, you, you might be familiar with the uh, TV show Glee. Has anybody watched that? Well, that was, that was a, apparently a, a prominent feature. I've not, I've not actually watched Glee. I, I watched, I think, the first season, and that was probably around the time that our kids were still at home. So, um, and I watched. I didn't really know what I was watching, but uh, anyway. But the, the words from that song, and I'm going to go back, Brian, sorry. But I, I just w- was looking at the words Another year you made a promise. This is kind of what we do. We make a promise. We make a, we, we make a vow that I'm going to make a, a difference this year. I'm going, to, I'm going to maybe lose that weight that you didn't lose last year. Or, you know, maybe do some of the things that you've been talking about doing. And, and you know, that's the whole thing about New Year's resolutions. You know, it, maybe this year will be the year that I get it all together. I was telling Vern this morning that I got here, and, and it, I was running a little bit late. I wasn't leading worship, and I, I really was kind of enjoying the fact that I, I didn't have to be here so early. Well, then I got here. It was a little bit before 10 o'clock, and I got some business about that from, from Earl. But, uh, but, I, but, I, but I came in, and I, I'm, 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 I, I thought I was relaxed, and then I, I was t- talking to, to Vern, and I was like, I feel discombobulated. And he's like, man, that's not a good way to start off the new year. <laughs> but we, we, we do that. We make these promises, and we, we hope that things will be a little bit better. And, and then, you know, the, of course, the second slide, Brian, go ahead and show that. The role we play is so important, and we are the voices of the underground. The voices that, that actually some people actually listen to, that are, that are looking for other voices than, than what we hear prominently in our society. And, they, and he, he finishes by saying, and I will give the world to you. Well, I, I, I was looking at this and I started thinking about it. That it reminded me of the psalm. Psalm chapter 2, if you remember. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. Every new year brings with it a lot of feelings and emotions and hope and fear, anxiety, wonder, excitement. 
And for me, the hope and expectation of 2019 is captured in that song. And 2019 will be exactly what we make of it. And I can hear Jesus saying, I will give the world to you. Now, last week I shared with you a review of 2018, the year of the visible community. And as a church, we did a lot last year, and we accomplished a lot, I think. I think we made a positive impact on our community, and and naturally we want to build on that. You know, it, it, you, you make some impact and, you know, you, you've, you've got to do more. You've got to come back with, with even more intensity than you had last year, right? I mean, that, that's the way it works. You give and you've got to give a little more. And as I, we were getting close to the end of the year, I, I was thinking, okay, Lord, what, what do you, where do you want us to go in 2019? What do you want us to do in 2019? And felt like things were just, you know, we're kind of in this trajectory, you know. And then we got, got news that, that the Christiansons were going to be leaving. And for those of you that don't know Mel and Deb, they've been involved in so much around here. And, and I, I've been, been just trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to somehow replace what all they've done you know, in the time that they've been here. Because they, they've given so much to our church. And then I started talking to others and, and started hearing, well, you know, that this, this couple might be moving or that couple might be moving. And I thought I was okay. And then I, I got a letter from our, our, our bookkeeper. We have, a, have an, an accountant that we, that we, we pay. She's, she doesn't go to church here, but she, we, we employ her to take care of our books. And I thought as long as, you know, Mel can leave, but as long as I've got our bookkeeper, I think we'll be okay. Well, then she gave me a letter of her resignation. And, and so, I mean, all of these changes all of a sudden going into the new year, and it went from being all this excitement to anxiety. Now, this was all kind of happening like as we got ready to go to the Thanksgiving, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of temper my... And this thing is really... Stop it. Oh. Is, is that bothering everybody like it is me? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, then I'll, I'll leave it alone. Okay. Sorry. Well, anyway. Oh. Well, th- this is right around Thanksgiving. And, and, and it was leading up to Thanksgiving anyway. And we were, you know, looking at this stuff. Well, I received an email... And it was one of these, these emails that just kind of come out of the blue. And, and it was one of those, I, I, I was actually surprised that I got it. Danelle and I had been invited to go to this conference that the Vineyard was sponsoring. They had just started this group called the Healthy Church Development Team. And they were going to be helping churches that were in our attendance range between... 60 and say 150. We fall somewhere around 85 on our our average Sunday. Well, this group was going to be sponsoring and they were going to have this conference called Breaking 200. And doing the things to, to help your church grow. And, and, and started looking at it, it was like, oh man, this is amazing. The guy that, that, 
that did all the material. His name's Ed Stetzer. He's, he's involved in the Billy Graham Center of Evangelism in, in Chicago. He's involved with Wheaton, Wheaton I guess it's university now. Um, he's involved in, in all of these different things that have to do with church growth. And the Vineyard is partnering with this guy. And we've been invited to go to this conference. Wow. This is amazing. Well, it turns out it's going to be in Phoenix. And so right away, I went to our residential, residential Arizonian, or Arizonians, Brian and Shauna, and said, Hey, guys, we, we, we're going to be going. And, and the, the best part about this thing is free. You don't, you don't, there's no, no cost. The only thing we have to do is just sign up for the, for the course. So it was like, um, we don't know anything about Phoenix. Would you guys like to go to Phoenix? So, so we've, we've planned this thing, and we've, we've started talking about this stuff, and, and you know, we're looking at it, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I think 2019 is going to be about growth. I think 2019 is going to be, a, you know, we're, we're going to explode. You know, I was getting really excited about it. So, right around this time, I heard that, that, that Amber, Amber Blessinger, had purchased this new space for her dance studio. Did, did anybody get to go to the grand opening this last week? That place is awesome. And, and the reason why I'm saying it's awesome, we went to the old studio, and, and, and you, you really couldn't do a whole lot in there. You know, just the, just the floor, and, you know, and, and people would gather up in the foyer out there, and, you know, and, and coming in and out, it was really crowded, and, you know, people were kind of bumping into each other all the time. Well, now they've got space. I started thinking about that. It was like, yeah, growing. She's growing. May, we need to grow. We need to make some space, you know, and so I'm, I'm getting all excited about, about this idea of growth. And started looking around at, at the church, you know, and we had such a great time over, over the Christmas holidays. And so many people that we talked to, I told you last week about the lady that we, we took a meal to. She knew where we were. She knew about our winning the, 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 the best lights in the parade. I mean, you know, it was, it was awesome. And, and the most important thing about a business, you know what that is? Location, location, location. Man, we've got a great location. Hundreds of people drive by here every day. They see our sign. They see our building. They know where we are. You know, so maybe this is what God's going to do. God's going to really grow us this year. Well, I started looking around. And if you look around at our, at our space right now, we have 119 chairs in this room. Did you know that? So, some, some of you that are, that are more uh, inclined toward numbers, you probably have counted that before. Maybe while, while you're waiting for me to get finished with my sermon, how many chairs are in here? How many people? Well, we've got this space... And, and look around, we're not, we're not too terribly crowded this morning, but we've got quite a few people in this room. And then if you start looking around our building, we have the children in the back, and the, the space back there is, is rather limited. You know, you start getting a lot of kids, and, you know, it, it, it gets really full. And then 
I don't know if you knew this, but we actually own the building next door. Did you know that? Now, there's a CrossFit that, that's in there, and you know, then they, they have approximately three-quarters of the building. We have the last quarter reserved for the, the closet. And, you know, would it be nice if we, if we could this year, and, and of course I, I, I like Adam, so I don't want to say kick him out, but, but, it, but wouldn't it be nice if we were able to take that space over and start utilizing it for Christian education? You know, to have ample space where we could, we could have plenty of space for the kids. Everybody could have their own classroom. You know, I mean, it would just be awesome to be able to do those kinds of things. And so, you know, we'd already talked to Brian, and, and, and I, I was talking to Brian about this. It was like, you know, he, he's a handyman. And so it's like, okay, so what do you think it would take? You know, like, say that we, you know, go over and, like, do this or we do that. And we started looking at this room. Like, well, what if we were to, like, maybe kick this wall out and maybe put, some, you know, put the AC on the roof? You know, and, and really the only limit is money, right? I mean, you know, we, we could do anything we want to. Just, you know, start ripping out walls and ripping up carpet and doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I, I'm not really the handy guy. I, I'm really good about, like, tearing stuff up. So, you know, I, I could be helpful with, 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 like, the demo part of it, right? So, you know, I'm thinking about all this stuff. and Like, yeah, I'm getting, getting more pumped, more excited. And, and he was telling me, you know, we're going to be visiting Vineyard Phoenix, North Phoenix, and they, they, they started out kind of like us in a little building like this, and then they grew. And then they moved to another building, and then they grew too big for that place. And then they finally ended up moving to this place with a bunch of acreage, and they built all these buildings, and they built like three or four buildings since then, you know? And so I'm hearing this from him, and I'm really getting pumped, and I'm getting really excited. And so, you know, as your pastor, I wanted to do my due diligence. So I went out and started doing some internet research about what was involved in, in growth in terms of building space and, and like all the things that we need to consider in terms, you know, because, I mean, if we're going to grow, we've got to be prepared, right? So the first thing I ran across was this rule, and some of you might be familiar with it. It's called the 80% rule. And what it says is when you're average annual worship attendance reaches 80% of the comfortable seating capacity of the worship room, crowding becomes a serious growth limiting factor. Makes sense. So I, of the 119 chairs, you know how much 80% is? It's 95 seats. You know how many times we were over 95 this, just this last month, four times. We had four weeks where we had over 95 in attendance. Now, granted, that's kids, and there may be some kids that aren't in the, in the chairs, but when you start looking at the fact that the, 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 the space starts getting full, you know, people might come in and they, you know, they, it's start looking for a place, and, you know, they might, might think, twice about coming back because, you know, they came in and they couldn't really find a place to sit where they wanted to. And there's always stuff at the front, by the way, so if you want to move to the front, go right ahead. Well, now, conventional church growth wisdom says, 
when a church reaches that 80% of capacity, they need to start a second service or expand their meeting space. Now, the second service idea is, is really the cheaper alternative. Because, you know, it, we don't have to spend anything. We could just start having a second service. And, you know, and so we could, we could fit more people for each service. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a pretty good idea. Well, there, that comes with a price. Multiple, multiple services can affect church unity and connection and the ability for people in the congregation to get to know each other. What happens if you start going to the early service and, and then you know, the, the people that you normally talk to on Sunday morning start going to the later one? Yeah. Yeah, and you need your friends. You really do. You need, you, we need, that's what we thrive on is our, our connection and our relationships. And the other thing about multiple services, it also creates staffing concerns. I mean, think about it. If we have children's church for, for both services, we need double the teachers. We need double the greeters. We need double, I mean, look at how much coffee we're going to have to have. <laughs> Poor Beverly. And so if, and, and the thing is, if we start doing stuff like that and we don't have the people, if we don't have the, the people that will plug in and, and help out, then we're asking the people who are already doing it to double up. Now, that makes things really hard. How many of you who teach in, in, in children's church like to go back twice? Probably not. We don't even have enough to <laughs> Exactly. So, so in, in order for us to grow to the point where we can, can start thinking about these things, we, we have to have leadership and have people who will step up and, and be part of what, what God's doing. And by the way, our additional space next door, Lavina told me, how, how many months ago was that? Two months ago, maybe? About the roof? Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of leaks, and we found them especially since we've had the, the, the closet over there. And, and, you know, having water on clothing, sitting in kind of a damp space, I mean, you, before long you start getting mildew, and, you know, it's not what we want to present, you know, something where we're, we're, we're giving clothing and, and, and supplies to people. So... So there, there's a lot of things to consider, and you know, and you, if you look at the building, the gutters are rotted out, and you know, and there's there's water standing up next to the building, and you know, there's just all these things that we've got to consider about our our current space. And if we choose to expand according to what Lifeway, this is the group that that Ed Stetzer used to be part of, we need to consider the following dimensions and size. And size constraints in, in, for our space. For site planning, they suggest that you should have at least one acre per 100 to 125 people who go to your church. I don't know how big our, our plot is here, Villard, um, but I don't think we have an acre between the two buildings. And then start looking at parking spaces. It says that we should have at least one parking place for every two to two and a half people who come to your church. Well, if you look around, and, and how many of you had to park on the street today? 
You know, I mean, we, we've got these limitations. And then, you know, we can talk about building size and, you know, and, and we, we start running into some, some serious concerns about our, our space. So, 2019 was starting to shape up like a construction project. And I hadn't even talked to the board about any of this stuff. So, after some thought, instead of focusing strictly on the nuts and bolts of growth and, and the things that we could do to facilitate growth and physically and spiritually and all that stuff, I went back to our 2018 list. You know, I shared that with us last week. Last week I talked about making prayer a priority and an expanded focus on outreach giving special attention to pastoral care and, and caring for the least and the lost and the lonely that are part of our church. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself then, well, if we do that stuff, we'll just grow. We'll, 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 we'll grow. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing what God wants us to do. And we'll grow and, and, and then we'll, we'll just create the need to do this stuff, you know, and then as, as, as more people come in, you know, then that means that there's, there'll be more money to work with, and, you know, and so, you know, and I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking, you know, you want to be a good pastor. You know, we need to be aggressive. Well, most of you know this, this past week that we took a trip to Florida, it was our, our daughter's last game to march with the, the Fighting Texas Aggie Band. Whoop! And so we, we drove out last Sunday. I didn't realize that Florida was such a wide state. <laughs> Only in the panhandle. Well, and, and actually, it, 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 it's, it's a long state if you go from top to bottom. But, but yeah, I was quite surprised about that. Well, somewhere along the way in the, the Osceola... National Forest. I was talking about all these things, you know, because I, I, I told Danelle, okay, we're going to take this trip. Part of the reason that we, that we like to, to drive to places like this is so that we can have time to talk. Well, after we got our nap out from driving all night, we were both awake. It's, it's in the middle of the afternoon. We have no idea how long it's going to take us to get to, to Jacksonville. So I'm, I'm talking, and, and I'm just kind of I, kind of riffing, you know, I'm just like talking about like all the things that we can do, you know, and things that we could do to like get people involved in praying for each other and, 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 and doing things in outreach and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, we, you know, we got to do this stuff. We got to, we got, you know, and I'm, I'm just going and I'm rolling and I'm rolling and I'm rolling. And she's riding over in the passenger seat. And at one point she finally just said, what difference is any of this going to make? And I almost, almost went in the ditch. I, I was, Hold on a second. We're supposed to be on the same team. We're supposed to be doing this together. This is, this is we, you know, we're living the dream. This is what we've been wanting to do. We've been waiting for this opportunity. What difference is this going to make? And what she told me was, we can do everything you're talking about, but you're going about it the wrong way. You and I need to fall in love with Jesus. Oh. Talking, yeah. Yeah, that was one of those who's like, you know, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guilt, you know, all the, oh. You and I need to fall in love with Jesus again. It's not all mechanical. This is, this is a, what, what did we get into this for? We got into this because we, we love what, what Jesus did for us and we wanted to share that with other people. We need to fall in love with Jesus again. And so, <laughs> I, I didn't say anything for a while. <laughs> and it was, at that point we were driving through and, and it, was, it was kind of amazing. I, I did, I've, I'd forgotten about the, the hurricane that had come through there in, in September. And we were just kind of looking at the trees. You know, there were, there were trees that, that had been uprooted. They had been snapped off. You know, and these are, they're like, like thousands of, of pine trees. And, you know, and here they are, just these, just like twigs, just all over the place. So we were watching that and, and driving along. And I was thinking, you know, like, oh, man. Yeah, how did, how did, how did I get to this place? And it reminded me of a scripture, and, and I, I think you're, you're probably familiar with it. It's out of the book of Revelation. And John the Revelator is relaying the words of Jesus. And in chapter 2, verse 2, Jesus says this, I know all the things that you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but they're not. You have discovered they are liars. And you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent... I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Now, if you know church history, Ephesus was a great church. At one point, it, it, it said that there were thousands who would, would assemble together each week. And they didn't assemble like we do. They would assemble in homes. And they assembled together throughout this region. Thousands of people every week. And they were a vibrant community. They, they, they prayed for each other. They took care of the sick. And they, they took care of the needy that were, that were around them. But according to what Jesus said, somehow they'd lost their way. Now, we might do a lot of things this year. But if we neglect our relationship with Jesus and we don't love each other, We've missed the boat. And why would we want to invite anybody to join us if we have a problem with the person that we sit next to or across the room from? You know, but somehow we want to bring somebody in and, and, and have them fellowship with us. We can do all the right growth stuff and we can meet all our goals and we can still blow it if we don't get that relationship part right. So 
I said all that to say this. My vision, my plan for 2019 has changed quite a bit since last Sunday. <laughs> Thankfully. But I want 2019 to be the year that we all fall in love with Jesus again. So will we focus on growth this year? I hope so. Because we have some serious challenges as a church that we need to address. We do. And we need to address them sooner than later. But I, I sincerely feel that God wants to use our church, this church, to reach people that nobody else in this city, that nobody else in this county can. So, what does this mean about pastoral care and outreach and prayer? These are still our priorities. We've got to take care of our own. We've got to take better care of each other. Because, you know, again, we want to bring others in and we want to care for them too. And we, we also, we need to reach out into our community. There's so much need. You know, we went around for, for Christmas and Thanksgiving and giving out meals and, and, and just being invited into people's homes. You, you, just the things that, that, that we experienced with our small group. And I know that there were more around the city that, that they, they had the same kind of experience. There, there's people who need Jesus right here in Brenham. And they might even live right next door to you. Well, for the first time since we've been here, one of the things I want to do this year too is I want to be, be involved in financially supporting other ministries. And starting this month, we are going to be entering into a partnership with Vineyard Panama. We're going to be just sending them monthly support. And the, and the cool thing about it is as we, we grow in our partnership with them, they want, want people to come visit. You get to go to Panama and visit other believers in Panama and hang out. How, how cool would that be? Get to go see what, what the, how the others live, you know? And we're also going to be partnering with Faith Mission even more than we did this year. We're going to be supporting them financially. We're going to be supporting New Beginnings, the Crisis Pregnancy Center. Those are just a few things that we want to do. But more than anything else, I want our primary focus this year to be on Jesus and falling in love with Him again. And as Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. We don't have to do anything. We just lift up Jesus and He does the rest. So, I want... 2019 to be the year that we make a big deal about Jesus. Can we stand together this morning?